Rachel Carter. And this is Life Cycles. The period podcast. Where we talk about life, cycles, and our periods. Hello, friends. This week, we're talking about careers. Careers. I almost said jobs, but (laughs) then I saw you go for it. Careers. I like that word better. It's a little fancier. Well, and it's different, right? Because a career is like um, more, it's like a bigger cycle. There's a a trajectory to it. Right. A job. I mean, your career can feel like a job, but like I feel like. fucking men. A job is more about, you know. Okay. Like, it's like what we have until we decide to have a career. Ooh. This is already, okay, this is already intriguing me. Because I've always had this idea that I don't believe in the word career. Whoa. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where I, like, see it. But I read this one piece one time that was, like, career is, like, a man-made idea. Well, obviously. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that had never occurred to me before. We're like, okay, we've decided that, like, you start with this point, and then you, like, climb this ladder, and then you're at this point. And to me, like, that was, like, a career. And I was like, ugh, no, that's not real. Whereas, like, a job is something that even as, like, just like an animal has a job. It's, like, look for food. Oh, build yeah. Build shelter. Like, you know, like, <clears throat> the day-to-day, like, things that. Like the labor that you put into something is like yeah. inherent in nature, whereas a career is not. Right. But maybe it is. I don't know. I'd have to think <laughs> more deeply about it. So <clears throat> drop some knowledge about your career. All right. Do we want to do moon moments? Oh, my God. You're right. I mean, we can. I feel like we should. We decide it comes first. And this whole thing's about periods. So like, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And okay. Then let's get back into it. Okay. Then we will. All right. All right. This is the segment we like to call. <laughs> moon Moon moments 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 where we check in with our cycle and the moon where we're at um i'm menstruating me too i'm at the tail end so last week when i was like i'm pretty sure i'm in the follicular it was a lie (laughs) i was in the luteal and um which is fine yeah um i mean pretty much the only one i know for sure is men the menstrual phase everything else i'm like is it (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing um yeah i'm pretty sure today is the last day of my period i'm on the first really yeah yeah i started it i started spotting on friday and today is wednesday so okay yeah that's not too bad oh no it's been great i started this morning and i like felt the exact moment it started which i usually don't oh yeah where you're like oh i need to change my underwear Right, I was standing and I was like reading. I was reading Goosebumps with a bunch of the second graders, and as I was reading, I was like, "Okay, yep." I feel like just something went down, and and of course, I can't go investigate it for like at least a half an hour. So you Oof. just like live in it. You're like, just kind of doing a Kegel, like a permanent <laughs> Kegel. Like keep it up there. Keep that yeah. blood up there. Just hold it up there. Good thing you wore black pants today, right? And every day. And every day. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of period sex today, which was just get it. Oh, honestly, my favorite sex. That's a bold statement. Thank you. Because I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I feel like there's an element of me every time I period sex where I'm like self-conscious or nervous, and I can't help it. Oh, just don't. At least for myself, there's a lot of times when I'm period where I don't feel like sexy. Do you have a period towel that you lay down? I definitely do. Okay. 
because that helps me a lot just feel yeah like at ease like i'm not gonna get it on my bed whatever whatever and it's not like today obviously is like my last day so i'm not like gushing yeah like on gushing at that point it's chill yeah gushing days like i've been there for sure but it's just like all i can feel is like the blood sloshing around yeah and it's just like oh and like it feels good but it also feels like an ocean yeah down there dude it's actually kind of funny so me and my boyfriend michael we like didn't like each other i think i told you this like the first eight months that we dated it was like too long we're like we shouldn't be dating anymore and then i went to go visit him out in la and we had period sex and we like ruined the sheets at the airbnb Mm -hmm. like i stood up and was like oh my god no and he will always tell you that the day he fell in love with me was when we went to target to like buy new sheets because we were just being like silly and we're like laughing about how awkward it was and that we had to like go on this trip and make sure we got the right size sheets and like convince airbnb man that they were the same (laughs) and so like period sex even though like it's not my favorite i have a spot in my heart for it because i'm like oh so special right i have an airbnb trip where I had to we had to go buy a period towel. That's actually how I got my period <laughs> towel because uh, everything at the Airbnb was white. Oh yeah, they always are. They're like because like, they bleach them, you know. So they only right. have white towels. You're like cool. It's just smart, but it's like okay, like so yeah, I have that similar memory of just like Aww. oh, we're here to get some equipment. So yeah. We can have <laughs> gushing sex. But I also feel like my vagina feels different on period it sex. Feels like it's awesome it's amazing yeah like, like it's very sensitive ugh. and you can feel like every little thing that goes down oh and i like that it's electric yeah yeah no it i was truly like in today i was just like yeah this is like just those moments where you're like this is what life is all about <laughs> yeah. this is pleasure you know which like i've been reading this book called pleasure activism Ooh. and it's like it's about like social justice and stuff but how like we want to make it the most pleasurable thing we do. Like okay. everything should be centered and anchored around pleasure. And it's really truly radical. And like, it's like at its core. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So I've just been like reminding myself that like pleasure is also work. Like yeah, okay, that's our job is to like be in pleasure. And that is, you know, against what the machine wants for us. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, period sex. What's up? Oh, yeah. Happy Beltane. Happy May Day. Great <laughs> day to have lots of sex. But you won't be hearing this until Friday. So, But still have period sex that day, too. You yeah. Know? Look back on May 1st and ask yourself, did you masturbate? Did you, or- <laughs> like, did you have sex? Like, did you have a great orgasm? And if the answer is yes, I just want to say good for you. And if the answer is no, I just want to say... That's okay, too. Like, keep hustling, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm more inclined to orgasm when I have period sex, too. Oh, my God. It was so easy today. Which is really nice, because I feel like there are some times where I just know it's not going to happen, but, you know, yeah. like, I'm still here. That was, like, the first time we had sex today. It was, like, right when we woke up. Oh, yeah, because you've had multiple times. Yeah, I had sex three times today. <laughs> <laughs> my libido between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. skyrockets. That's so nuts. That's like such a strange hour it's of the day. Bizarre. And I, I said to my partner, I was like, "What? Like, what if this is like, what if this is more normal, but people don't know because they're always at work from two to three? Yeah, like we've conditioned ourselves out of that. But like, it's insane. Like morning sex, I'm like, 
I wanted to do it, but I wasn't like, I was just like, okay, I know, I know I'm not going to come like, but I love connecting with you. Two o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I'm an animal. Like it's, that's cool. There's a total shift and it, it's like every day. I don't think I could pinpoint like an hour for me. Mine's always like in situations I know I'm not supposed to like at the grocery store. Mm. I'll be like really turned on. Yeah. Or like when I'm driving home. It's interesting where I'm, where I'm like, what? why? Because it's probably between two to three. <laughs> just kidding. It I probably just, is. No, I'm sure it's different for everybody. But like evening, I'm just exhausted. Like I'm just done. Like yeah. the day has worn me down. I'm definitely like, done by like 10 o'clock. I'm like, don't, you know, Oh, don't touch me at yeah. that point. Like yeah. I love you a lot, but like I can't because I'm half a person at that point. Yeah. I feel that sometimes at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I can be sweet. There's something about the 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> I think it's 2 to 3. <laughs> but I would be so curious if people also have like a frame, like a window frame that anyway, this is we've really deviated. No, I really like it, though. <laughs> I would also be curious to find out what hours of the day you should start people are feeling spicy. You should just start jotting it down in your phone. Like if you are in the grocery store. Yeah, 1137. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, like, you know, then, you know, plan out a lifestyle, pick a career. <laughs> oh, look at that connection. <laughs> um, that, like, allows you to be having sex when you're, or masturbating when your libido is, like, Yeah. <laughs> I like that sound. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what about the moon? Where's the moon? Hit us with the moon. Okay, so the moon is in its last day of a waning crescent in in Aries okay but tomorrow Saturday May 4th we have a new moon in Taurus um, I love me so that Taurus this whole know? week has been like very low energy maybe less inspiration I more, feel it more sleep right and we're just like we've been reflecting on the past lunar cycle the new moon in Taurus is all about especially with it being Beltane which is like a an old Celtic pagan tradition of mm-hmm. like basically the end of spring and the beginning of summer okay not per like the solstice and the equinox but per paganism or whatever um but it's like a a fire festival that's what bell means fire Ooh. um but yeah this is like um a really potent time for manifesting because of beltane because we are in in an eight month numerology which i'm not going to explain but if you <laughs> want to know more you can go to at cosmic maps line on instagram and find read more about that eight month um but a new moon in taurus is like planting new seeds for like what you want to like literally grow like yeah. taurus is like venus energy it's goddess like um, empress energy it's connected to our body it's connected to our resources our money mm-hmm. it's connected to um, our values and uh like sensuality sexuality all that for stuff, sure right so setting new intentions now obviously wherever taurus falls in your chart is going to also in like affect yeah where you're planting these seeds for you and it's it's in communication that's why you're going to start writing your book <laughs> and for me it's in my career Ooh. Um, which i've been really working at and we'll talk more about um in this episode but yeah this is like a really magical time for the collective um so on saturday i would really like figure out a way to like journal and like 
ground down and like really think about like what you want to grow. Okay. Right. Cause we like kind of last this last month have like been sparked with inspiration of like, what do we want? What do we desire? What do we wish for? And this next new moon is about like, how can I make that happen? Putting movement to it. Yeah. Grounding it down. Right. Aries is that like fire hits our breath. It it's, comes directly from source. Um, so it's just like this divine inspiration. And then Taurus is like, how can I embody it? Okay. I actually like really connect with all of those things. I know because astrology is real. I know there's sometimes where I'm like, is it? And then you'll say things and I'm like, what the fuck? I know <laughs> it's, it's a mirror. It's a mirror. Ugh. Anyway, that's, I dig it. that's been another segment of moon, moon moments. moments. Um, so yeah, back to career. Oh yeah. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is careers, jobs, things of the like. And I feel like we're going to start with you because oh. your career to me is more interesting. Really? That's yeah. Because you're a self-starter. You're like hustling. And I feel like a lot of people can vibe with that. And I respect the shit out of it. So, well, And I think it's like also important to touch on the reason that this came up for this specific episode is because like it's something that's both on our minds a lot right now. Yeah. Um, so it's like the cycle or the phase that we're in um, for different reasons too. Like I'm in one cycle, like one phase of the cycle and you're in a different phase. And so I think that'll be an interesting like theme to explore. It's cool because we don't ever like plan out what we're going to talk about. No. We just kind of look at each other and we're like, okay, like where are you at in your life? What are you feeling? What are we going to lean into? Yeah. And the second we talked about careers, like, oh, okay, like hit like a trigger for both of us. Oh, but I yeah. think we're in very different places. For sure. Which is cool on like a spectral base. Oh, 100%. So... Yes, I am a small business owner. I wasn't an elementary school teacher for five years, and then I decided to become a career astrologist. But for like the first year and a half, I was too afraid to like really put all of my effort and energy into building that. Reasonably so. Had to work. I was like, I mean, I'm still in my healing process, but like I was very much more in like the depths of the healing process. And so there was just like a lot of like confidence and courage and like self-worth things that I was like working through in the last like two years specifically. And it, this year, like, and like February, I was just like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to babysit anymore. Like I don't want a nanny. Like that was the thing I've just yeah. been like really relying on. It's exhausting. Well, and I loved it until I didn't. Like, it just <laughs> yeah. wasn't a match anymore. Yeah, like, it's like People a would keep canceling on me, and, like, I would be babysitting, and I'd just be like, I am so bored. I'm so agitated. Like, I'm annoyed. And so I had to really, like, listen to that. And so in the middle of – at the beginning of March-ish, I was like, all right, like, this is my last month nannying and my last month babysitting, um, which is scary because that's been paying my bills. Uh, yeah, it's like a really vulnerable thing to do because I feel like most people, even if they have a passion that they want to explore, they're like too scared to do it. So we yeah. kind of take this like second choice, like, oh, I'll still do this or I'll still work here, even though it's not fulfilling and they're not passionate about it. And they may potentially have this idea for like a small business or something they want to do on their own. They're like, no, because like that comfort is almost held at a higher value there's no guarantee there's no guarantee someone's gonna book a reading with me there's no guarantee that like anybody is gonna hire me <laughs> yeah um whereas like when you have a na like a nanny contract like there's you know you okay, know what that's gonna look like i nanny on mondays and wednesdays and blah, blah blah whatever so yeah it took a lot of like courage to be like 
okay, I could go out and get another job, but that just felt so draining. Like any time I thought about it, it made me like sad. And so I was like, or, but every time I thought about becoming a successful career astrologist, it excited me. And so basically the last month ish, yeah, I'd say the last month I've really been like restructuring my daily routine and I've been writing a lot about um, like, like for my, like creating content because I want, I want my work to be accessible and I want it to be in like service of the highest good of all. Well, and like, that's the thing I feel like with astrology, that's really hard because there's a big amount of people that think it's crock shit. Yeah, for sure. And I totally like, I understand that side of it because, you know, you think of like, you can get a fortune cookie and be like, okay, how the fuck does this apply to me when it can like apply to everyone? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to tap into this market of people that potentially already have this like established prejudice. But other side of it, there's people that will like die for that belief, like that they like live their lives by the moon and like that is like the truest of true to them. So I feel like, especially in social media, it's like break that noise. Like I've noticed how much you've been trying. Thank you. Like how much you've been writing and like it's hard. It, so it's interesting when I sit down to do it it feels like flow like it really is like oh this is like this is great and I love my lifestyle I love that I can wake up at 11 30 and like you know do qigong and go for a walk and make my breakfast and drink my fancy coffee and then like <laughs> you know around 2 p.m like sit down and like write for four hours and then after four hours be like I'm done and then like just go live my fucking joy um obviously there's pros and cons to it because like i said there's no like guarantee that anybody's gonna hire me or i feel like okay so the biggest con is like financial yeah but other than that you know like financial right now yeah that's how it feels all of the other like cons i feel like don't really hold as much weight because that's pretty much the biggest one that's pretty much the only one right where it's like if you knew you could do this and you would make what you would make as a teacher you'd like you wouldn't have any qualms with it yeah and like I'm going to make more than I was going to make as a teacher. Like, I already feel it in my bones. Yeah, that's but the hope. I, yeah, I would say it's like the knowing, right? And so now it's just like putting, basically putting inspired action to fulfill and manifest that yeah. that lifestyle because there are astrologers making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, I mean, you think about people that like cling to like religion and cling to these different things. Like, there are people that... connect with that so deeply well and it it's you know so like because i often like because there's obviously like comparison that comes up of like why would anybody hire me when they can hire this person this yeah this this astrologer knows more than me blah blah blah. and my partner was like babe like there's a bunch of musicians and they all make different music and their different music resonates with different people like you need to be an astrologist because you're going to be the like song that like certain people hear that they're not going to hear another astrologist song. I was like, Oh, that's so true. That's really cute. Um, and I think too, like, it's just, I'm just holding space. Like I'm just a mirror for like someone to remember what their soul already knows. And you're right for some people, like it's not, it's never going to resonate and that's fine. But like, that's like the case for a lot of careers too i feel like oh yeah so yeah for I would, sure i'd say i'm at like this beginning cycle of like really believing in myself being confident in myself and like having enough self-worth to know that like it's 
it's like about just like speaking my truth and like doing what I'm here to do. Like I also teach improv and like that's been yeah. really like inspiring and stuff too. But I kind of see improv as a very spiritual art form anyway. So it kind of feels like just a different version of the same thing. That's cool. I give you a lot of props. I really, truly don't think I could do what you were doing. Thank you. I like don't. And you're not meant to. Yeah, I would be. I would be way. I would shit myself if I was like, okay, I don't have a consistent income. I don't have like because that's like a really vulnerable place to put yourself. It is. But it's also the most free I've ever felt. Yeah, it is cool because you're just in charge of your own life. You're not answering to anyone at this point except yourself. Yeah. Like you work when you want to work. If I, if I want to have, like it's a waning crescent. I know that the energy is like not as like potent for working this week. So I've just given myself permission to work a little bit and then have sex a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2 p.m. sex. You know, and like just like cruise and chill. Like I'm allowed to like go with my cycles and like go with the flow instead of like having to wake up every single day at a certain or something yeah what about you where are you in your career okay so i've been when i i studied marketing in college my first couple jobs like marketing advertising stuff like that and i was like okay this is fucked and so that's when i was like okay what job can i get the most time to myself because that's when i i feel like when you first graduate college you think like I need to get a job where I'm working like 80 hours a week. Like I need to be like a work. That, that was like my mentality. All I did was go on interviews. I traveled. I tried to figure out who who would get me a job. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to be like a big name company. And then after I did that whole thing and realized how draining that was to like miss a call on a Sunday and my boss like ream me for it. And being like, okay, cool. I didn't know that my life was like open to that. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, what job can I get where I have the most free time? And that's how I found teaching, which people hate to hear. People are like, oh, cool. But like teachers that are listening or, you know, paying attention, you're fucking lying to yourself if you're not doing it for the schedule. That's a huge part of it. I work like 180 days a year. Mm-hmm. The pay is not anything like outstanding, but also I work 180 days a year. So like, And you work in resource. So you like, yeah. you have like a, uh, which is like, obviously an entirely different set of like challenges yeah but you get to work in small groups and which is like my jam like mm -hmm. I am not instructing so like I'm doing like solely special ed which I didn't apply for that job when I first got it they were like oh we have this opening with special I think that title alone intimidated me Mm -hmm. I like didn't know what that was gonna look like and now I'm just I love it like I work most of the kids I work with are autistic or like lower level functioning but um, I've been at my school for four, almost five years, and I love the people I work with, like in my direct office. Like my coworker, she's fucking cool as shit. My boss is awesome. Like she totally gets like work-life balance. And I honestly, I feel like I read this book at one point. I think it's called The Five People You Meet in Heaven or something like that mm-hmm. by Mitch Album. And it was like this accumulation of like five people that have changed you the most in your life. And I would comfortably say my boss is one of them. Wow. Which is like nuts because her and I are very different. Very. Like we're insanely different people. But like she's taught me like advocate for myself in a professional sense and like how to like talk to each different type of student. So I think she's really the reason I'm staying where I'm at now. Well, that's how you feel. Yeah, because there are some days where she'll be like, I, I'm just going to quit and do something else. And I immediately am like, well, then I got to quit, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's like anchoring me to this. So I feel like you're at the beginning of a work cycle. And where are you, Rachel? And I'm like towards a like dwindling end. You're feeling like because you 
work an hour away from where you live. Yeah. I like just recently started commuting because before then I rode my bike to school. So I was like so spoiled. And now I'm like cruising on the highway every morning. And I'm like, this sucks. I probably pass 800 schools on the way there, like Mm -hmm. by the time I get to my school. But I mean, you used to be a teacher, so you know how it goes. It's one of the most draining and rewarding experiences wrapped in one. Like it's it is a mind fuck because you come home and I'm like, I used to live with a friend when I first came out to Arizona and she was a teacher before I was and she would come home every day and she would lean against the wall where her butt was touching the wall and her legs were going up the wall and she would just lay like that for yeah. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, what the fuck are you doing? And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Yep. Like, I totally get it. Her back hurts. But like, it's so rewarding to like connect with the kids and work with the kids. But like. So what I'm also hearing you say is that you feel like, because like there's cycles with our career, right? There's oh, yeah. times where like we're just beginning. There's times where we feel very comfortable and you've reached this very comfortable place with your work where you feel totally. comfortable in your routine and who you work with. But you're also, your mind is being open to other possibilities. Yeah. And those look like other schools that are maybe like closer to you and pay more there's like a whole set of challenges of like not it's the abyss yeah it's the unknown yeah the biggest thing I'm like struggling with right now is the idea of comfort because I'm like okay comfort in a lot of ways allows me to do a lot more with my personal life like I go to school and I know it so well that I'm on autopilot so like I'm not really pouring that much into it when I'm there I do good at my job and I'm present like then I go home and I have more energy to pour into other things and I like that like this level of comfort I can take off the days I need to take off I can travel it like lets me do the things but the same place like comfort is toxic in a lot of ways too and it's like that stagnant energy of like Mm -hmm. I know every parent I've already met all of the parents I know all the kids have worked with them since they're in kindergarten now they're in fourth grade Mm -hmm. and it's like I've seen all of this and I'm almost like is the comfort I'm clinging to really as great as I'm making it out to be well I think it's a survival instinct right to like sink into the comfort because it's it's familiar like that's literally like the brain likes familiar things like you have a neural you have neural pathways right now in your brain that allow you to operate the way you're operating without that like fear yeah right and choosing a new job choosing to go to a new school for different pros there's literally it's just the fear of like not like you're just gonna have to form all these new neural pathways which is gonna take more work but could be really rewarding it just you're you're not going to feel that way right now because it feels scary. Yeah, because I think when I think that about the idea of starting a new job or going to a new school, I'm like, I'll never find a boss as cool as mine. That's like something I've, I've told myself since the second I considered at least even just looking, not necessarily applying, but maybe just like putting feelers out there. What a limiting belief. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super limiting to be like, she is the coolest person you could work for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Or like, I'll never find a place that gives me this much time off. It's like, I don't even know. You don't even know if that's What true. other things look like. And yeah. I've really, I've worked in this one school for almost five years. Mm-hmm. So I have no exposure to like a traditional public school or even like a private school or the different types of like a Montessori school. Like I have no idea. Yeah. 
what all of that looks like. Like I remember Googling a Montessori school one time and they had like an hour long yoga mm-hmm. every morning. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea. So I think like in a lot of ways, the beginning of a career cycle and the end are both connected in this like string of vulnerability. We're like, okay, at the beginning, you really have to lean into it. And at the end, it's the same thing. You like once you like, it. yeah, cause like it's all, like we said, a cycle. Mm-hmm. So you start with that vulnerability and then you get into this like loop and you come back and you're like, okay, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is calling you to be vulnerable again. And do a new thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, like in tarot, you know, or in numerology, it's like, from one to ten, like a one has the same value as a ten because one oh. plus zero is one, right? So it's like oh, a beginning yeah. is an end, and it, and it and a be and an end is a beginning. Like they're the same thing, just looking at them from a different perspective. Because I also had to say goodbye to to being a childcare provider. Yeah, you know, I had to like close that door, and the universe threw tons of tests at me. It was like, yo. Are you, you sure? Want, yeah. You want, like last month I got so many off like, hey, you want to babysit? Hey, you want to babysit? Blah, 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 blah. And each time I was just like, this doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. And I have to listen to that and know that like if I follow what feels good, then I will, I'm attracting to me and manifesting a life that feels good. If we choose to stay in a stagnant place or a place that even if it doesn't feel bad, just say it feels neutral. We're telling yeah. the universe, like, I'm fine with neutral. Like, I'm fine Ugh, with comfort. Totally true. Like, I'm fine with stagnation. And so, you know, I mean, the thing is, the universe is never going to let you be stagnant. It yeah. just won't. Like, if you don't make the choice in consciousness, it's going to bring you a catastrophe to get you to change. It'll force it. So you basically just have to ask yourself, like, do I want to lean into the fear and start a new thing when I, because I know I need to? Or do I want to hold on to what's old and let the universe just destroy shit so that i have to change it and either way is a fine choice we all have to learn like in our own ways like how to move on and both ways are valid ways yeah if you can save yourself the catastrophe right because then just gets messy at the end i feel like anytime you leave a job Mm -hmm. where it gets to that point it's always messy and i i love the school i love the kids so much i love the people i work with so i'd never want to like leave in this like fit and have it be like okay cool so you let it go till that point Mm -hmm. and I feel like the first step in this is like recognizing it like you taking a step in your business like you recognize like oh I have to like step the fuck up with like social media and all these outreaches and all these games and we have to do all these different things it's the same where I'm at the end it's like that recognition of like okay like am I valued like am I respected am I giving as much as I want and could give Mm -hmm. Well, and to like, you know, if you're with one of your values, because I think that's a big thing to consider with careers, right? It's like, what, what do I value? What, what do I, what do I want my lifestyle to be? What do I, like, you have to, ideally you would be considering those things and you would be picking a career or jobs that are in alignment with what what you you, want, what you want. Not everybody feels the courage or like the, 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 like that they're worth doing that. But I just want everybody to know like you're worth living the life you want to live. Um, but if one of your values is like free time, like you spend 10 hours a week commuting to your job. I know the second we added that up, I was like, no fucking way. That's, that's, that's more than a, that's a full work day plus yeah. that you're spending just driving to your job. So if free time is really a value of yours. Right. And I sit here, I'm like, I just want all this time. And then I like get in my car every day. I brought this like brand new car mm-hmm. and I'm just 
clocking miles on mm-hmm. it so hard. And I do miss like riding my bike to school. That's something I loved because you're just like outside, get like fresh air. I mean, yeah, in the summer, like in May, I'd like bike to school. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like dripping sweat. And I'd be like, this was not like the best. But, but like, like, it's just like, I think you have to feel into like all your feelings are valid. The fear you're feeling is valid. The grief like that you're feeling leaving, potentially leaving a school. Because you know that deal. That's the hardest part of being a teacher is like when you leave. I mean, my biggest group is second graders. I work with like the youngest is kindergarten. The oldest is like eighth grade. But like you build a relationship with these kids that is not like any other relationship I've ever had. Like I like love these kids and they like cry when I don't come to school and they like get excited when I walk in. It's like so cool. But it's not like a normal job where when you quit, you can hit up everyone and be like, oh, let's get a beer sometime. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the second you make that conscious choice, you're like, okay, so like you're just going to like live the rest of your life now and most likely probably not even remember me. Mm-hmm. They'll remember. There's you. so many teachers where I'm like, I don't remember like any of my teachers. Well, I mean, yeah. But it's like that, right? that famous adage, like people are in our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, you know? Cute. Which is very life cycle Z type thing to say. Is, yeah. And I think like, I think you just have to validate your feelings, like feel that there are really hard parts about each step of the cycle. Yeah. And give yourself permission and space to feel all of those feelings, but then like follow your pleasure, follow your joy follow growth like follow what's new because like comfort will only be comfort for as long as the universe lets it be comfortable That's so and true. then it's gonna make you change and you have to like once you recognize it's your responsibility you owe it to yourself and the world yeah rachel, do rachel has amazing like novel ideas and oh stuff my goodness. And, poems, <laughs> and she's just like she's just gearing up to put those things out Oh my gosh. And so it's like, you know, I think, I think that when it comes to our careers and when it comes to our jobs, like we have to honor that, like, it's a part of this like matrix, like human spiritual grad school thing. Like Capricorn is a part of the Zodiac careers is a part of like human existence. And like we get to decide like what that is for each of us. Um, but I think like if you feel in your gut that it's time for a change, if the universe is providing you signs, you know, like I would just say like be vulnerable enough to follow them. Cause you're totally right. I've just been getting signs left and right. And I keep being mm-hmm. like, no, I like, but like all the ideas that come back to, like you said, are very limiting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, it's just your, it's just your ego trying to keep you safe. Which yeah. is fair. Thanks, ego, but also like. But your soul no is thanks. like, yo, there's like so much possibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I know. I like to, I like to recognize that with the both of us. Yeah. And I think that as humans, if we can view our careers as a way that we're being like of service to ourselves, first and foremost, and then like ideally of service to others in some way. Yeah. You know, like. And then spend the amount of time that feels right for you. I think there's a lot of guilt and shame that goes into like workhorse mentality. Because there's like, oh, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to prove how worthy I am. And like that's valid until it's not. Because like we're just inherently worthy. It's like our divine birthright. Like 
we don't have to prove ourselves yeah. to anyone or anything for love or affection or attention because that's what we do as a society we're like okay you're valuable if yeah and that's well that's and that benefits the machine yeah that benefits capitalism like that benefits that's how we have people working 80 hours a week yeah. who like you know don't see their kids and like haven't gone on a vacation in five years like i remember reading this thing like america takes the least amount of paid time off out of any mm-hmm. country in the world because mm-hmm. people are like you know like you said it's a machine yeah Oh, yeah. And I think, like, if you live in America, you're clearly, like, learning from this. Like, you're learning this lesson from the machine and you can, you know, everyone has a choice. And, like, some people, like, maybe they love those 80 hours. I don't know. Yeah. But I know for me, like, I just made a conscious choice that I was like, this is not feeding me. It's not what I'm doing. Or the universe. Yeah. Those two things, like you said, start with yourself and then Mm -hmm. expand outward. Mm -hmm. Because, like us being in our highest vibration of joy and pleasure is doing more for the world than any amount of like like work you're doing and i get there's obviously a lot of i have a lot of privilege in being able to say this like some people are like fuck you i need to like feed my family yeah super valid like fuck me like i get it but from just from my my point of view of the world like in my ideal world everyone would be working so that they could be in joy and be meeting all of their needs and all their family's needs. And I believe it's possible. I think we've just been told that like life is hard and you need to work hard and blah, blah, blah. And if we keep telling ourselves that narrative, then that's going to be our truth. It's all the programming. Yeah. We've just like, you know, generations of people have told us that. And you think even like my mom's generation views work-life balance so differently yeah than like our current generation i think there's like a shift well they have different pluto they're plutos and virgo so oh, they're totally are all about work <laughs> and like it's just then that's where astrology generational theory it's all very interesting there you go but um yeah that's uh sweet that's it for careers because i have to go to a meeting yeah we have to go be career-minded people so like you know i wish i was getting paid for where i'm going <laughs> i am not uh, that volunteer life eventually um but yeah guys if you have anything to say to us um you can catch us at on facebook at yep. life cycles podcast life cycles the period podcast instagram at life cycles podcast twitter at life cycles pod and you shoot us an email at life cycles podcast at gmail.com this has been another episode of life cycles the period podcast